Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Season debut show of Tea to Green. We are back on the air for another year. Excited to be with you. Thanks for waking up early here. I'm Brian Colsey along with the normal crew, Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Corey Griswold producing in our Amherst studios. And uh, we appreciate you being with us here for our first show of 2021 Today we are live at Glen Oak Golf Course in Amherst and uh, some exciting stuff here to talk about which we'll get to over the course of the next hour as uh, we'll be with you now every Saturday from today all the way through Labor Day in September. Uh, So set your alarm each Saturday to join us here on WGR. Coming up on the show we'll uh, be joined by a guest or two here from Glen Oak along the way to let you know about some of the exciting things going on including one thing we're staring at right now, which is some awesome new simulators. Kevin, we say good morning to you. Welcome back for another year. Yeah, great to be here. I thought you were going to say we are staring at the uh, plexiglass. Uh, that is well, that too. Us. The plexiglass in between <laughs> us. That's right. <laughs> I feel, you probably feel like you're at a hockey rink right now with the, with the Sabres game. That's Although right. We're going to win today. Um, anyway, great to be back. You know, I know it, it's cold out, but listen, we can see grass, right? The grass has reappeared this week and excited about that. Our temps are going to be... Well, we might, re- re- might reach 50 in the middle of the week here. So, yes, uh, a golf fever is on. Jeff Metis, welcome back for another year. We're uh, excited to have you here, of course, as our resident PGA pro and expert. So what should we look forward to here in 2021 with the golf season? Well, let's hope it's something like last year. Last year was amazing. Um, and I think it will be. I think a lot of people took up golf last year and, you know, they got back into the game they love. And they're looking forward to this season. And, and the radio show kind of means the start of the season, I would think. That and the Players' Championship mean golf season's here, right? I would agree. Yeah. You know, we, we used to start the show at the Masters yep. in April. But with the move of the Players' Championship uh, up to March, uh, we have moved the start of our show. And Frankly, we were playing golf this time last year. Um, You know, I remember getting back from the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, That's when things shut down. The Arnold Palmer Palmer Invitational is this week, of course. And that was the last full tournament before the three-month shutdown on the PGA Tour. And I remember uh, getting back and, you know, things kind of shut down. It's like, could we play golf? Could we not play golf? Uh, We played golf in March last year. Uh, for sure. And it looks like we're going to get the opportunity to do so. We'll even press uh, Tim Freeze here from Glen Oak when he joins us um, if we can come out and play in the middle of the week. Because everybody's going to want to know, right? Are you open? Yeah. That's going to be the question all golf courses are going to get, Jeff. Are yes. you open? 60 degrees one day. Hey, we should be wide open. It's pretty <laughs> cold today, but we're looking at, what is it, that road hole, 17th at St. Andrews, and it looks like the 7th at Pebble Beach is the other simulator. So I feel like I'm at a golf course and outdoors, so it is kind of nice. All right, so we've got a lot to get to here over the course of the hour. As we said, Tim Freeze from Glen Oak to join us. Also, 
Uh, Don Schneider from one of our home clubs. If you really listen closely, you, you might have gotten a clue in the open of what he might be on to announce. Uh, so we'll have Don Schneider on coming up here in just a little bit. And uh, also our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. Uh, we'll check the Ryder Cup report, Champions Tour report, the PGA Tour leaderboard, uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational going on in Orlando uh, with a really, really big set of names on the leaderboard, Kevin. Uh, McElroy's right there, DeShambo's right there, Spieth, Justin Rose, they're all playing well, so it should be a real interesting weekend uh, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, a couple of names that you talked about. So Rory won that in 2018. And he even he said you know he he drove the ball great when he won in eighteen. Remember Tiger was in the contention. Tiger hit an OB on sixteen. It might have been fifteen, fifteen or sixteen, where the OBs left, and I think it was fifteen uh, off the tee there, um, which took him out of contention. But Rory said he took a cue from Tiger and how Tiger plays Bay Hill, and you know Tiger wins at Bay is won at Bay Hill so many right. times, right? Uh, at Arnie's place, he said Tiger plays Bay Hill conservatively. Except for the par fives, you take advantage of the par fives, and uh, you know that's how that was Tiger's formula to win. So that's what Rory has tried to do. Good to see Justin Rose playing well again. Now he uh, admitted after the round yesterday, like, look at you know what, uh, it was it, it kind of stuck in the Bahamas. He lives there most of the time. Now he's got a home in, in Orlando, but he also has a home in the Bahamas. And during COVID, you know, they were in the Bahamas. Not a bad place to be stuck, frankly. Uh, and just said he kind of, you know, checked out, if you will. I'm I'm uh, using a different term than what he used. And, you know, so he's getting back in the swing of things. Came up uh, last week, met with Sean Foley, who he was his coach, reconnected with him, and it looks like it's working uh, this week. And then you've got DeShambo, right? Bryson DeShambo, all this talk about driving the green at six. Like it, You don't do that in a tournament. It's so much. It's 350-yard carry. If you've been watching DeShambo's numbers, his carries, I'm going to say, only been about 315, 320. Um, you know, he'll hit shots. He tried it in the practice round. He'll say too much spin. It's not like he's he's got this thing perfected because he does. Rory was carrying the ball further yeah. than DeShambo was yesterday. Yeah, DeShambo, we saw even physically Kevin has made some more changes, maybe a little less thick, a little leaner this year. So, he, he's constantly tinkering. We know that's what he likes to do, uh, whether it's bulking up, maybe leaning down, changing drivers, changing shafts like this, changing his swing. Uh, we're, we're, I'm sure we're going to see this for the next few years out of him. Maybe will he ever settle into one? Who knows? He's a guy that no. wants he's always thinking, if I do this, maybe I can just be one yard longer or this this much better, you know, along the way. Yeah, I, I think what he's going to find as he progresses. And this is where, Jeff, you, you can talk about this with that, you know, the, the, the pressure he puts on his body. I mean, the footwork is so integral to pull off that swing because he's not anchoring anything, if you will, with his feet um, to put that pressure on his knees like we've seen and his back, like Tiger and Jason Day, for example, have experienced injuries because of all that torque. And he's, fig I mean, if you watch Bryson swing, watch the footwork, right? I mean, it's, He's got a double pivot going on there to take the pressure off. Yeah, he's releasing that left foot kind of spins out of there. Something we wouldn't have taught 10 years ago to, to good players. You know, the driver swing is definitely different than the iron swing. If you watch, his feet will stay in there more with the iron swing because that's a controlled swing, you know, and there's a little less torque going on the body. But if he rotated around that left knee hundreds and hundreds of times a day like that and kept that foot planted and rotated against it like we used to teach with the driver, it would, it would be tore up and he would have a very, very difficult time playing. And his back. 
and everything else. It does take a lot of pressure off. There's that TPI, the Titleist Performance Institute, and all these guys are fit and they understand how their body works and the torque and the and the pressures that happen to their body as they're swinging. And he he's smart. Like I said, like you said though, I think he's just going to be tinkering forever. He just he loves the tinkering. Yeah. He needs to tinker with his haircut. It doesn't help that he bulked up and then he got the incredible Hulk haircut. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're talking about uh, the Arnold Palmer, let's uh, let's get our check of the PGA Tour leaderboard here. Brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different. We appreciate uh, Callaway being back with us this year, and also by Puma Golf Shoes. The leaderboard has the Canadians excited. Corey Connors on top right now. Uh, followed up a first day 66 with a 69, so he's minus nine in the lead by one over Martin Laird, and then a uh, a nice group at minus seven which includes McElroy, Victor Hovland, uh, Bryson DeChambeau is at six. All right, we are back here on Tita Green. Apologize for those technical difficulties here. Uh, as we are set up here in uh, 2021, we uh, have plexiglass, we've got new equipment, we've got new connections. So uh, Kevin, you know, we're, hey, the we're, 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 we've tested this 30,000 times. We, uh, we, we figured at some point maybe we hit a bump in the road, but we'll, we'll get it going here. Listen, it's, like, it's like, the, the, like a game of golf when you're playing, right? You're going along great, right? You're striking the ball well, and all of a sudden you, you have a miss hit. That's right. right? Absolutely. <laughs> you might shank one every now and then. The internet shanked us right That's there. Right. Well, we have a guest here from Glen Oak. The, Who uh, never shanks. That's right. Never a shank. That's right. <laughs> Owner and PGA Pro Tim Freeze from Glen Oak. Tim, thanks for having us here this morning. And uh, we're looking at these beautiful simulators. So let's... Well, good morning. I should start well, with that. Well, good morning. Here. Yes, good morning. Brian, thanks, uh, thanks for having Kev. us. Absolutely. This is great to have you guys for the first show of the season. How about these simulators that we're looking at? So we're inside the banquet room. Why don't you tell everybody... I'm sure some people are listening here for the first time. Very simply, you know, the necessity, the mother of all inventions. So because we couldn't do really too much last year during the pandemic, um, you got a warm building in the wintertime. So let's make use of it. Got some really cool uh, Foresight GC Hawk simulators. So we're looking at the seventh hole of Pebble Beach over here and the road hole at uh, St. Andrews over there. Hit it over the hotel. Just a lot of fun. Very realistic. Do a lot of club fitting. And, and it's really proved to be a lot of fun for many folks that want to tune up for a possible trip they just might take here as everybody starts to, starts to feel better. That's right. So we're looking at Pebble Beach and St. Andrews. So Absolutely. those obviously are two very attractive choices, I'm sure. Uh, what other choices? There's, a, there's a bunch of other choices that you can come and uh, online you kind of say, hey, I'd like to play this course or I'd like to practice for an hour or two, um, bring my family up, uh, play a little doubles golf, a little scramble golf. There's so many cool options. You can actually do soccer on these things. It's pretty cool. And you can get your club dad if you want to do some fittings and things like that. So if you're, a, you're looking to get some equipment, you come here, you can get your ball data, your club data, all that information if you want to do some fittings or just get better as a player. And Jeff, you, you know, you hit the center of the face, but you can tell a couple millimeters off here or there on your face. It's it's pretty impressive what the data can prove out. And we just had a, a customer come in and uh, he knew his clubs weren't quite right. His eight iron was the only one that was bent correctly. The rest of them, he had to change. So this is uh, it can identify a lot of things for your for your golf clubs as well as just have some entertainment so and have a drink or two. Um, it's a it's a room built for two hundred and and if there's two simulators with a foursome each, it's eight people. It's very safe. Feels really good. Yeah. So Tim, how can people sign up to do this? Is it just on the Glen Oak website or what's the best way to get a spot to play in here? Easily enough, Glen Oak website, glenoak.com. You go on, and we've got the golf course, which is about to open up here pretty soon, and then uh, two simulators. You just pick which one you want, simulator one, simulator two, and uh, it's a prepay deal and touchless, and come on over and enjoy an hour or two or three. That's right, and the banquet room has been renovated for those that maybe haven't been here in the last year or two. Looking great. 
But, uh, yeah, these simulators are phenomenal, Kevin. All right, everybody wants to know. The simulators are great. That'll be fun. All right, you said soon. <laughs> you know, everybody's looking at the weather, right? They've been bugging Patrick Hammer on Channel 2, my buddy there. Hey, when are we going to play golf? We might be up in the mid-40s here, maybe 50, uh, maybe even higher this coming week. Will P- Will Glen Oak be open? I'm putting you on the spot here, Tim. Will Glen Oak be open, uh, let's say, Wednesday, Thursday? I can semi-confidently say not yet. The, they, we, we can get a knife in the uh, turf about a half inch down, and that means there's a lot of frost out there. So just because the temperature might read 60 doesn't mean it's a playable surface. So we need that frost to go down four or five inches, then we can go out, maybe give it a roll, maybe even give it a cut at some point. But you just need the ground temperatures to, uh, and as Jeff knows, all these years we play golf, you, just, you can go up and tee it up, but it's just not a, a, a surface that we'd like customers to really enjoy. Tim Fries here from Glen Oak Golf Course, the owner and PGA Pro. How about just a little bit more on that? I mean, yes, okay, it might be 60 outside on Thursday, but just the ground. And all, even with frost delays all the time, people are always stunned. I'm like, well, it's 50 right now. How come we're not playing? But you just talk about how that a golf ball hitting on a frosty green, sometimes it's not the best for it and all that sort of stuff. And just wh- why does the ground have to be kind of where you think it needs to be at in order to, it's, to have playing it's, conditions. It's kind of a safety thing, too. So if you try to hit down and try to make a divot, um, you're hitting into a two-by-four. It's, yeah. fr- it's frost, so you just really shouldn't be doing that. It's not the walking's fine, right? It's just the surface itself, and then when the ball hits a green that's frozen, boink, there it goes into one of our wonderful hazards. So it's just not ready yet. And you're just tearing that turf because it's you know there's ice underneath and you're just ripping the roots apart in it with every step you take. It just it's it's not the best for the for the turf. And it'll leave marks that'll last a very long time. That warm rain, if we get some warm rain, all the golf courses around the area, just that little bit of penetration of a 50, 60 degree rain can just lower that frost level and we're close. Um, the courses near the lake Maybe because of that wind, not as much, but the northern courses here, that, that's got a shot. But Ohio, they're starting to pop right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Tim, last year you guys did a lot of work on the golf course, including taking down some trees. What were some of the thoughts on that? And um, I know you even have just more ideas of kind of more changes to the course, make it more playable, improve pace of play, all these sort of things. What are you thinking about? Ahead? You got it, Brian. And then, yeah. uh, you know, 50 years ago when Trent Jones was here designing this course and also Craig Burn at the same time, Craig Warren's back nine is kind of what he had thought here for, for Glen Oak. And over, over time, um, just think if you don't cut your lawn for a year, what might it look like? So all we're doing is kind of just giving it a nice haircut. Uh, number 18, number uh, 11. We've removed about 200 unfortunate dead oak, or dead, not really oaks, but a lot of ash trees just to make it more playable. Really cleaned it up. Uh, did a lot of work with skid steers and, and excavators and really just tried to make the golf course, as you just said, much more playable, much more fun. We can hide some flags and get the green speeds up, uh, certainly to make it a really good tournament uh, for whatever event we have. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to um, talk about the, the golf course because I'm you know, looking at Pebble Beach here, seven, and you know, Pebble Beach, when you, you look back, when Tom Watson, remember the, the chip in the chip uh, back in. on 17? Now, this is 7. They had all the natural areas there, and, I, and there's that movement, and there really has been a movement in the last few years for golf courses around the country to go back to some natural browns, right? Like, brown's not a bad color on a golf course at some points. What has been any thought to uh, the natural areas here at Glen Oak? You nailed it, Kev. So how do you uh, make a golf course uh, uh, more playable at the same time, maybe save a couple of bucks? So we've identified many areas around the golf course people don't even walk or hit their ball to. 
Um, so those areas, if we uh, eliminate some of the, the tree population, so you can either have a lot of trees or a lot of grass. They just don't go together. So if we take down some of the, that dead ash population and have natural areas or grown areas, we can cut less. So we identified about 30% less cutting areas that we need to do and maintain with weed whackers or whatever. So we can save some costs on labor and um, from an equipment standpoint and fuel. And at the same time, make it look really cool, that wavy grass, as you just pointed out, some of the courses, Kev, that you get to see around the country, just these natural, wonderful areas. Irrigate the playable areas, and then just let the other areas just go and look uh, pretty without having any danger to uh, any limbs falling and windstorms and stuff from, from the tree population that's unfortunately uh, taking a hit. That's right. Uh, before we let you go, Tim, we're going to get uh, you in here on our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. Um, so let's talk about what you can do at a simulator to make yourself better. Tim, we'll go to you first, and then uh, we'll let Jeff jump in on board on with this as well. How can you get better playing on a simulator? It's a ton of fun, but how can you get better? Great question. And the Sims are a tool, right, Meat? I mean, this, the Sims can, if you get out here and you want to hit a, hit a drive longer this year, and your club speed is let's say it's 100 miles an hour, you just wanna, how do you maximize, maybe hitting it a little farther so that you can hit a eight iron in a green and maybe not just a seven or a six. So the first thing you could do is hit it higher, right? Or lower your ball speeds. The simulators can tell you immediately if you're doing that or not. Can I get a little more launch on my eight iron and if instead of the ball coming down at 40 degrees, can I make it come down at 50 degrees? When it hits the green, it'll stop on the green. So those numbers, that data, a lot of tour pros have these in their homes, and if they're going to go to Augusta, they're going to go to Abandoned uh, Dunes, they're going to put this sim, and they can change the wind, they can change the weather, they can change the softness or firmness of the conditions when they hit. So the sims, when you come out here, you can say, hey, can I just spend an hour and kind of get improve my launch angles and spin rates? Meet. It's, it's a lot of fun. You can get a lot of data. Yeah, it's, I like to call it accurate, reliable feedback is the phrase I like to use. And so you know, you know, hey, I think I hit that one. Good. Uh, guess what? You know, I thought I had more speed there. Oh, you know, you didn't. And that whatever move you're trying there, that may not have worked. Um, the other thing is it makes it more fun. So I think your practice time becomes better. Um, you get all the data. You get all the numbers. You can see your shot grouping. Say you can play number seven here 30 times with a wedge and just keep dinking a wedge in there. And I feel like you get a little more creative in the simulators, A, because you're having fun and you're usually with a buddy or something. When you go to the dome, you're kind of hitting off the mat at that back wall there. That's nice to watch the ball fly here. You do get to watch the ball fly here, but you also get all that data. You get to see a cool course and you know, you're, you're swinging, you're getting loose and, and you're behind a tree. So you can try to hook it. You're, you know, all those things that you would do during a round of golf, which I think makes it better for the player. And anytime you're enjoying yourself or having fun, you're learning more and you're getting better faster. Yeah. And for, I think we're charging right now, $40 an hour and four guys come out. Four women come out, four kids come out, four juniors come out. It's $10 a person for an hour. And you can bang balls, let's have long drive contests, let's have close to the pin contests. It's entertainment. At the same time, though, you can get better just by coming and hitting some balls on a sim before you, say, take a trip or not. Golf season's just around the corner here. Everybody's excited. Golf's a great flavor. It's a safe game to play right now as everybody's starting to get better. So before you go out and play or got to do some stretching, we've heard all about that. I'm sure you're going to cover those things on the show in months to come here but uh yeah try to get yourself in a little bit better shape come out out here hit the sims there's plenty of locations around western new york to start hitting on sims uh it, it's a great entertainment value for what you're paying at the same time you can get better and have a golf professional maybe take a peek at you to help you out too that's right before we leave because i want to ask tim this uh we can get to our Ryder cup report now brought to you by the jumpa agency main street and clarence will you be at the Ryder cup this year 
I know you've worked it. You've worked it before, right? Worked it before. This yeah, year Dustin it's Johnson's group there. Yeah, and, and we're hoping that the everything just loosens up just a hair, keeping safe, right? But the crowds are starting to come back at certain events. That Ryder Sep- Cup, this is, and this will be September in oh, Wisconsin. Whistling right? Straits. Yeah. They've tried to soften some hills. Last time we were out there, there was a. 20 twisted ankles every day, something like that. So if they soften the golf course out there, but there's nothing like the crowds at the Ryder Cup, right? What a sporting event. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and hopefully this year, as you said, the, the capacity will be, maybe, maybe we'll be in such a good state that it can be full capacity. Uh, it really is a fun event. Well, Tim, thanks for having us here for, uh, for week one. We appreciate your support of the show. We'll be back here for other shows throughout the year. Again, the simulator, sign up, glenoak.com. Glenoak.com. Just come on and enjoy. Yeah, Anthony's been doing a fantastic job here. Anthony Shira, our head golf professional. Um, we're, just, we're just really having some fun. In fact, today I think we're, we're booked with about 20-something appointments. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, awesome. So you can sign up, glenoak.com. Again, Tim Fries here uh, from Glenoak Golf Course. Appreciate Tim having us here. We will take our first break, and uh, when we come back here, we will uh, have some more. From T to Green here as we roll on. Still to come here, we'll, uh, we'll get our thoughts here, obviously. Tiger Woods, the biggest name in golf, that's coming back. Uh, you know, that topic will be uh, on our shelf when we come back. And uh, also, Don Schneider from Tantara Golf Club with an exciting new announcement, too. Is that uh, is one of our home clubs will be back. Coming up from Glen Oak with PGA Pro Jeff Medes, Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colziel. More T to Green here live at Glen Oak coming up right after this on WGR. Back here on Tee to Green, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Appreciate you waking up here on a Saturday with us. Our first show for 2021 will be with you every Saturday, 7 o'clock, uh, all the way through Labor Day weekend. Uh, we'll be around and about in western New York. Uh, we're at Glen Oak Golf Course in Amherst. We appreciate uh, the owner and PGA Pro Tim Freeze for joining us. Uh, Anthony Shiro, PGA Pro here as well. Uh, will be joining us a little later in the show, talk about some of the programs and offerings uh, that Glen Oak has here uh, for your kids this summer, if you're looking for that, uh, some, some really cool opportunities. But now we want to bring in uh, the PGA Pro and membership director from one of our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, but uh, this will be the last time I'll be introducing him with this name. Don Schneider is with us now here. Don, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? We're great. So, Don, no longer the, uh, the head pro at uh, Tantara. You, you have a new exciting announcement for us here this morning, and uh, I'll let you take it for us here. Uh, Tantara under new ownership and a new name coming up, right? Yes, yes. It's uh, pretty exciting news. Uh, happy to uh, introduce. Uh, we are now going to be called uh, Pendleton Creek Golf Club, and uh, officially as of March 3rd. And what, what it's all about, Brian, is, uh, you know, it's a fresh start for the club. Um, and we're going to remain private, and it's it's going to be uh, new local ownership. So we have a current group of great members, and uh, uh, they've already hit the ground running. So they're they're working their tails off, and they're making some improvements, and uh, a lot of focus on the pub, which uh, I, I know you like it there. And it's going to mm-hmm. be even even better, uh, much better, I think. So it's pretty exciting. These guys are. You know, in there, uh, I think every day I see them, and we're, you know, exchanging ideas, and, and they're uh, they're hitting the ground running. Don, what does that mean to you? I mean, you uh, you wear many hats over there at uh, now Pendleton Creek Golf Club, um, being the the head pro and being the membership director. 
um, to have local ownership. We know the pride that everybody has here in Western New York about things that we love. And obviously, uh, the members there love the golf course. They love the pub, all those sort of things. But having that local ownership, like how meaningful is that to you and the fact that you get to meet with them face-to-face -face on a daily basis? Oh, it's very helpful. I mean, um, you know, to, to have them on site and available, um, you know, if there's something we need to talk about, then obviously um, they're, they're members. They're there. They know exactly. They know that club. Uh, they're, many of them are long-term members, so they know what needs to be done, you know, improvements to whatever, you know. And But uh, I, I think, you know, most importantly, you know they, they know they know as as I do our membership and and what they want, what they need. Um, so um, and things happen faster. You know, um, it's not you know in the past. Um, you know, I'd have to you know request certain things to to get done, and and uh, you know maybe it just takes longer red tape. You know, and that kind of thing. But these guys react quickly. Yeah, that's great. Don Schneider with us here from from what was Tantara Golf Club, now newly named Pendleton Creek Golf Club uh, with new local owners. And uh, we'll, we will be there for some shows throughout the year as uh, Tantara, now Pendleton Creek, back as one of our home clubs. So we're excited to have that. And uh, Don itself, you know, in terms of the golf season here, I know last year uh, during the pandemic, the start of it in March, uh, we've got a lot of rounds in on the golf course. And uh, it looks like maybe next week the weather is going to be breaking in the right direction. So uh, we could have some golf here, hopefully, maybe maybe soon here across western New York. That would be great. Uh, it, as you indicated last year, we had a nice long season. Of, you know, we started in March, and actually, I remember taking tee times right through November 30th. So, um, but, yeah, we need some uh, – I was listening to Tim earlier and agree with what he said. We just need some, uh, some warm weather for a stretch. Um, we all get excited, and it's great to see the snow melt and – even green grass again and that's cool so uh but need a little bit of you know time for the golf course to uh you know get out of the deep trees and you know the ground to soften up and those kind of things but hopefully soon absolutely so don schneider here again exciting news tantara golf club is now pendleton creek golf club new local ownership so uh, more exciting things that we will pass along along the way don before we let you go if anybody wants to get a hold of you to kind of maybe talk about hey maybe this is the year I do become a member at a club. Uh, a lot of people took up golf last year. A lot of people like it. Maybe they want to springboard it into a membership. Uh, how can they contact you? Well, it's a little tricky right now. We're going to be in transition with website and email. Um, I believe next week we'll have that in place. Uh, for now, uh, best way is to reach me. I'm there, even though we're, you know, uh, just in the beginning of March. Uh, best way is by phone. So it's you know six nine four zero three six. Okay, Don, we appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks again. And uh, we will be at Pendleton Creek in a few weeks for the show. So thanks again and enjoy your Saturday. All right, Don Schneider with us here from Pendleton Creek. And uh, as we bring Kevin and Jeff back in, it's exciting to have a, uh, a local ownership change here, Kevin, from kind of a corporate ownership to local owners. Uh, we, we know, you know, courses across the area. There's a lot of changes going on with, uh, with courses here. Um, well, we, we're seeing it here, right? Yeah. Uh, at Glen Oak. When, uh, Glen Tim, Oak changes a few years yeah, ago with when, Tim. That's when right. Tim took it over here and kind of started uh, the wave. Uh, um, why can't I think of the one in Arrowhead and Akron, right? Uh, changed right. hands a few years ago. Um, you certainly have Pendleton Creek mm -hmm. now. And, you know, the, the corporation Seabig that it owned them previously has gone 
public or semi-private, if you will, uh, with Fox and Briarwood. So those are, uh, I believe Briarwood is now open uh, for tea times to the public. But um, I know the members, uh, the folks that have purchased now Pendleton Creek are very excited. I know the members there are very excited about um, having uh, owners that are right there you know, in the locker room with them at times. So, and I know that group's very excited. So we wish them great success. And, you know, I know the members support that club tremendously, um, both from a, a golf and social aspect there. So that's exciting news for the future of that property uh, and that golf club. And, uh, you know, just in other new, Diamond Hawk. Diamond is, Hawk now has new owners. So good luck to owners. them. That's right. Um, so hopefully that means good things for them. Um and then the you know the other quick golf news here locally the Nicholas project uh, looks dead. Uh, Just too bad, I know. Well, let's, it's let's too hope bad. it's not, but it, it it is trending that way. I mean, o- overall, would you love a Jack Nicholas uh, golf course design in your area? Absolutely. Would you love something near the the lakefront? Sure. Um, just a lot of obstacles with it, um, and you know, in, in my opinion, it would have been great. I don't know if another golf course in the area could be supported um that's just my opinion from knowing what i know jeff i mean you know regardless of who or where it was i mean to have another property built you know i don't know i I think that one would have succeeded i think they had built in some funds to make it uh viable for a few more years plus they had such a nice uh outreach program for juniors and stuff that was that was supposed to be intertwined with that well i don't question whether or not that course would have succeeded but what would what would the trickle effect be for other golf courses in our area well last year would have been great to have another course to lay off and get get all those rounds in but in a typical year i think yeah we're we're at the we're at a good point with the number of facilities we have there might even be one or two that are still struggling to uh stay fiscally fiscally viable in the area Uh, and like you said that ownership change at at now pendleton creek that's actually a very good sign to have some local people in the area that that are we're also members and stuff there that really care about the facility so that makes a difference but as far as another facility i i it you know you look at that price tag what was it 35 million dollars that's where the problem starts because you got to pay that money back and that's yeah. that's a lot of money to raise that's a lot of money to get just get get going and then to try to make a profit and continue after that with that kind of debt load would be very, very difficult. Certainly. But again, it, it was it was exciting, the thought of it, for sure. Well, and, let's and, face it. Yeah. Is anybody that's an avid golfer, has not anybody at any point thought about, oh, I would love to buy a golf course and here's sure. what I would do. You Absolutely. got 75,000 things. I would do this and I would do this and I would do this. And then you realize what that costs, Kevin, and then, you know, realist, realist uh come in here to play and say, well, you know, this is, first of all, this is why not everybody can own a golf course. Secondly, this is why it's hard. It's not easy to just walk in and just, Well, you your know, weather-dependent industry. Happen. That's right. You know, uh, except, well, now we've got simulators now, so, uh, you know. <laughs> That's right. Maybe not so much, but, uh, you know, volume. Your weather-dependent industry, so you, there's only so much time to make hay, um, you know, with the sun shining. And, listen, in this pandemic, all the events that were canceled, and I'm talking weddings for a lot of these clubs and facilities, uh, charity events that were, um, you know, some were held, but, uh, you know, at a lower scale. Um, you know, the, the facilities need to get back. In one way, being allowed to golf perhaps saved uh, a lot of clubs, I, I, w- I would think, with all the, the rounds being played um, to kind of offset losses that still occurred from not having 
you know, banquets and facilities. Well, know. it was a record year for golf facilities last year. I mean, rounds were up all over right. the country, and golf had a, quite a revival. And a lot of clubs that were borderline, I bet it definitely saved their bacon and gave them a, a good boost into this year. And, and we're hoping it continues. And you're right, it's a short season in Western New York. And, um, to, to you know, you got to maximize every day you can. And if, you know, um, you don't have good spring, that can affect a golf course yeah. drastically because that's, you know, you need that revenue coming in. If you're not starting till May, that's that's tough to go, and the equipment's expensive. You know, mowers are a hundred thousand dollars. It's not uh, it's not a simple proposition, and there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. But you know, that's why uh, that's why it's a tough business to uh, to stay ahead. In. Well, the 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 hope is right. Everybody who took up golf last year uh, stays with it because uh, they've recognized, hey, this is fun. It can be a social. It doesn't always have to be. Um, a stressful, uh, competitive thing. Certainly, the folks who like the competition, but you know, there's others that like just the aspect of okay, uh, I can get out and see my friends. Uh, I can be social out there. You're enjoying the outdoors. You're on pretty much beautiful landscapes, right? Uh, better kept than uh, most people's yards, uh, for sure. And uh, you know, en enjoying that uh, exercise and all the things that went along with it. I, I need to walk more this year. Well, I've noticed at, that, by the way. I, I think it's great, as you said. I mean, maybe we, maybe it's tough right now to go hang out at a bar or to go hang, or maybe you don't feel comfortable going sure. to somebody's house, but you can go play golf with them, and probably can feel a lot more comfortable yes. doing that. So I think that's a that's a great point well, that you make. You know, you think about it, right? I mean, we the numbers were down. I'm no scientist here. I'm not DeChambeau, and I'm, I'm not a health expert. I just play one on the radio. Uh, but, you know, we're outdoors last summer, right? And there wasn't one time where I felt uncomfortable on a golf course outdoors um, in the regular folks I played golf with. And then we get into the winter, you go indoors. You know, I'm just going by what this, you know, they, they had said, right? Yep. Uh, not to get uh, all scientific here, but now we get to get back outdoors. And so I'm looking forward to seeing people again. And it's going to be on the golf course. And, yeah, maybe we still don't shake hands at the end of the round, but – um, you know, I look forward to, to seeing everybody out there. Absolutely. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PJ Pro, Jeff Medes here. We're at Glen Oak Golf Course here in Amherst, uh, staring at the great simulators inside the banquet room. If you want to sign up for them, you can go to glenoak.com. I, I put a picture of it uh, up on my Twitter handle at BrianWGR if you want to check that out as well. Uh, before we go to break, let's get in our Champions Tour report now, brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing, the world's finest golf apparel. Thanks to Donald Ross for being back as well. We're all wearing our nice stuff here today. Nice and comfy, looking good. Um, little play on the words here, Kevin, if you allow me on Champions Tour and a, a champion. I'm going to go with a champion and Arnold Palmer, the tournament that we play after this week. I know, Kevin, a picture that I know that you've posted that I've seen of you sitting on his office desk. Well, no, but, sitting in the chair. Or sitting, sitting in the chair. The That's right. I'm sorry. No, no, I shouldn't have said Right. <laughs> sitting uh, at the chair at his desk. But... The, one of the things I love about this tournament every year is we get to hear Arnold Palmer stories and, you know, oh, this happened and this. And a lot of it is always about just what a it's, – it's yes about how a good golfer he is, but it's always more so of just what a great person he was. And I know that was a cool moment for you to get to take that picture and be a part of that. Uh, it, was, uh, it was incredible. Actually, Jordan Spieth, this is his first time playing in the event, and he's in contention. And they posted a, a video of uh, PJTour.com of him visiting at Sam Saunders – took him to his grandfather's office and I, I got that experience not with Sam but I got that experience of going to the office to sit in the chair like speed that if anybody saw that video and let me tell you uh, it, it's uh, something I'll never forget to, to see all the uh, memorabilia in his office the pictures on the walls a letter from President Eisenhower 
uh, the medals for his majors. His golf shoes are right there. Uh, it was really cool. And I got to meet him once uh, when, he, uh, when his group purchased uh, Briarwood back in the day. He came and played with some members of Briarwood Country Club and some uh, longtime listeners of Jeremy. I remember Chuck Dickerson, the coach. Well, I had to bring coach out. I piled him in my little two-door and uh, drove him out to Briarwood and was kind of the engineer to um, make sure it got recorded with Arnold Palmer. And I stood between uh, coach and you know Mr. Palmer. And, you know, the first thing, coach introduced me to Mr. Palmer, and I got to shake his hand. That was awesome. Bill Whippert. Uh, I, I told the story when uh, on the internet I wrote about it, and Bill sent me a photo. He goes, I have a photo of that. And it's this awesome photo where I'm holding uh, Chuck's asking uh, Arnold Palmer a question, and Arnie's looking right at the camera. He's the only one who knows this game. He always knew like when the moment was on. And at the end, he said to me, good luck, Kevin, and gave me the thumbs up. It was awesome. Yeah, most nervous I've ever been on a golf course, I think, was I was at the first tee at Latrobe, and Arnold Palmer was in the group behind us watching me hit the ball off the first tee at the, you know, it's a little, little nerve-wracking. And then what was cool is at the turn at the halfway house, I got to get my picture with Mr. Palmer, shake his hands, meet him in the halfway house, and chat with him after the round a little bit. That was, that was a pretty cool experience for me. And what else is cool, they, they've shown it on the broadcast, and maybe they'll show it again this weekend on the broadcast on uh, NBC when he hit the last time he played at Bay Hill, he took driver off the deck at 18. 18 and it scooted right up. And, and everybody's then, tried it. They've had the yeah. players try it and it's so hard to do. And I just think of that moment there. And I think of Jack Nicholas, his moment when uh, he was arguing with, um, it was Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller. And then he grabs it. He said, you know, you, you can't putt like this. this. And then he puts it. It was like a 200 foot putt. And, and he it went made in. it, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the greats just know when the moment's there. That's right. Absolutely. And. He's got the coolest logo in golf too, with yes, the umbrella. The umbrella. I got to get some of those golf balls that Ricky's playing with the golf with the umbrella. I on may it. have. Did I give you a tee? I may have. Yes, you uh, gave me a tee. All right, I gave you a tee yes. with that. I may have a pin hanging around somewhere. Yeah, the little, the little those pin are super cool. This week. Absolutely. You get them in the locker room, and let me tell you, the locker room at Bay Hill, great place. You walk in, it's got this great bar. They all hang out out there, and it's right in the players' locker room. If I owned a golf club, I would put a bar in the locker room. I would. That's a hint, Tim. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick time out here from Glen Oak. And uh, when we come back, Anthony Shiro from Glen Oak is going to join us here next year on TD Green with Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. I'm Brian Colziel, Corey Griswold producing. Thanks for listening here to our season debut show on TD Green. More coming up right after this on WGR. Seven forty nine. Welcome back here on our season debut show of Tea to Green. If you're just waking up and just tuning in, thank you. Next week, make sure you wake up a little earlier. Seven a.m. is when we start here uh, every Saturday, as uh, we'll be going now all the way through Labor Day weekend. Kevin, I hope you got me. that memo too. You, know, you scared me. Like I, I got to wake up earlier. That's I'm right. Five today. I got to get up earlier. Than That's that. right. Kevin Sylvester, as always, with uh, his great insight and humor. Jeff Metis, always with great insight. What and what else? What's the other thing? And not much humor. Okay, got it. That's right. Uh, he brings the energy to the show. That's right. Uh, our next guest here, uh, Anthony Shiro, PGA Pro at Glen Oak, joining us here now. Anthony, good morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. How fun have these simulators been? They've been awesome. They've been cranking um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It, it's nice to be here. Golf is right around the corner, and people are getting ready, hitting balls on the sim. 
it's, it's awesome. I'm sure you've already gotten a few texts or calls of uh, when's the course opening up, right? We, people are seeing 60 degrees next week. I know we asked Tim last segment. We said just be patient, maybe another, you know, a little longer, but uh, it's coming at least, which is right, exciting. Right, right. Yeah, it's good to see golfers excited. Um, we can't wait to get the season started. Obviously, as soon as that frost goes away, we're ready to go. Yeah, and last year was such a successful year. Uh, we know many businesses with the pandemic, and in some av- in some areas, golf did struggle with it. But also, in terms of rounds played, what a great year it was! Right, we did over forty thousand rounds. That's that's wow. a lot for an eighteen-hole course. Absolutely, congratulations on that. Um, so we brought you on also to talk about some opportunities for junior play here, and uh, let's start with PGA Junior League. Can you just explain to everybody what that is, and then how you can even sign up through Glen Oak if you're interested. Right, yeah, so PGA Junior League, um, last year because of the pandemic, obviously uh, we couldn't have it, but uh, we got it back this year. We have a 17U team and uh, a 13U team. So you just go to pgajuniorleague.com, select uh, the age group, uh, type in your zip code, it'll show you the available teams. And another really popular thing, Anthony, is the drive, chip, and putt, right? It's, right. Uh, can they sign up for that? Yeah, so uh, to dr- sign up for that, you go to the Western New York PGA site. Uh, you got to sign up. The registration is, is open, and then you got to qualify for the next round. We're hosting that here at Glen Oak. Um, that's on July 8th. Um, so we look forward to ha- having that. We had that a couple years ago. That was awesome, awesome turnout. Yeah, Kevin and I both have had our sons do both, and uh, it's it's such a great experience. Uh, the competition, the camaraderie, all that sort of stuff, the sportsmanship that the coaches teach, uh, I think it's a really cool opportunity. And I, I guess we should say for both of them, Anthony, if, if your son or daughter just loves to play or maybe is just starting out to play, there's not like a requirement of what they have to shoot, correct? Right, yeah. right. So yeah. that's important to know, too. I mean, if, if you're listening, if you're a parent, you're – you don't if if they're just starting out or if they just love it right now and you say hey you know I know maybe they need to get better or whatever but you don't have to shoot a certain score to be participate in all these fun things. Correct. Yeah, it's uh, it's a competition between three things. There's a there's a point system. You drive the ball straight and far. Yeah. Obviously, the more points, the further you hit and straight. Um, and then there's chipping, and in putting. And uh, the putting system, obviously, if you're making putts, you're scoring a lot of points. And you know, obviously, golf. Everyone says it right. Putting is the most important. That's right. That's where the scoring is, for sure. When, when uh, you, you can gain your points, obviously, on that. All right, Anthony, so what's, what is the thing you're most excited about, besides, obviously, physically yourself getting back to playing again here, coming up for 2021, either here at Glen Oak or just the golf season as a whole? Yeah, I'm excited to see the turnout for this year. Obviously, last year was so busy. Yep. Um, I'm excited to see golfers at the course. Um, just you know, being being able to see more than you know the same group for one hour on the simulators, even though I love having them, obviously. But uh, you know, I want to see what kind of uh, impact last year had on the game, and, and seeing how many of those people actually show up this year and and stick to it. That's right. Good stuff, Anthony. Thanks. Looking forward to seeing you here at Glen Oak all year. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks, guys. Awesome, Anthony Shiro, the PGA Pro here at Glen Oak. Uh, always working hard here, Kevin. The, uh, the PGA pros, the work that they do, you know, throughout the year, especially during golf season. I mean, they're, they're not just working an eight hour shift like everybody. This is not nine to five job for them during the, the heavy part of the season. Really? No, I know. <laughs> certainly yeah, they do a ton of work. You think about all the studying they've had to do in the last couple of years with the change in the rule books, right? And, yeah. and all the, all the different rulings. Cause we see it on the PGA tour and you know, you see questions on rulings. Well, think about that when it comes to your club championship and, and other tournaments uh, and the game's always evolving. 
and these pros are always evolving. And Jeff mentioned earlier how they're teaching the game. It's evolving. The golf swing, equipment's evolving here. And you think about the time that you invest as a player out there in uh, greens fees, your club dues, your equipment. Well, uh, lean on your professional to help you use that equipment correctly uh, to get the most out of your investment in the game, uh, in most out of your time, frankly. Yeah, with the game. Mean, our job is to make golf more fun. And, you know, when people show up at the club, hey, they play better, their, their day goes smooth, they have fun. There's a million hats PGA pros wear. It's a, it's, a, it's a unique position. It's more like a calling, more like being called into the priesthood, I would say, than being a, a regular job. But um, it is a lot of hats that they wear. And, uh, and if you are serious about golf, go see someone who gets trained and studies and works with other peers and, and understands the golf swing properly instead of just your buddy telling you to keep your head down when you swing. I've never heard that before. Oh, or I always hear that. That's right. Uh, let's finish. Here we go. About a minute left. Kevin, last week, really, really cool scene on Sunday uh, last week, uh, last year at the, uh, the, the, the World Golf Championship, the concession tournament, mm -hmm. where a lot of guys decided to wear red and black to honor yeah. Tiger. Uh, we didn't get a chance to really go deep into Tiger here, but uh, obviously uh, good news that, you know, the crash maybe wasn't a worse result. Uh, we hope for his family, obviously, a speedy recovery. I know people want to know when is he going to golf again. I mean, we got to put that on the back burner. But, I mean, Tiger's impact on the game. We mentioned Arnold Palmer's impact on the game. I mean, Tiger would be right in that category. Absolutely. I mean, the, the players you're seeing, look at Colin Morikawa one last week, right? I mean, he's inspired by Tiger Woods. Grew up watching Max Homa. Very emotional when he won the Genesis and got to shake Tiger's hand um, when he won there. Um, listen, we don't know what it did to his back. And there were questions whether or not he'd come back after the lace back surgery, and now I think those questions are greater. That's right. So hope, well, hope he does, obviously. That's right. Plenty, of course, on Tiger all year. Plenty on the PGA Tour. Plenty on getting you better. Our tips of the week will be at courses all throughout Western New York, so uh, we appreciate you being here for our show number one of the 2021 campaign. Big thanks to Tim and Anthony from Glen Oak. Thanks for having us here this morning. Thanks to Corey Griswold back in our Amherst studios. Don Schneider from Pendleton Creek Golf Club. Thank you for joining us. And for Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Minas, I'm Brian Colziel. We'll talk to you next week. T to Green right here on WGR.